Rugby league fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here bringing you bands from the week that was and of course the week ahead. Now we just had round 26, the second to last round of the minor premiership decider and we've got one more week to go before we find out who holds that coveted spot. But before we get to all the footy, LJ, Squid, boys, how was your weekend? We'll start with you, LJ. LJ's solo game day review. Oh. Sounds a little lonely. Woohoo! What a Friday night it was at the home of the Waz. Thanks to the good people at Sky, and I mean they are good people, I got to sit in the best box at the stadium and enjoy a win from the boys, albeit a little closer than I would like. But the only thing they missed out on was there were no wild turkeys or McKennas in the box. So I had to have some little creatures and gym beans. But being a professional, you know, I soldiered on, drinking my weight in free beverages. How about you, Squid? Why didn't you come along? Well, other than actually lying on my deathbed, mate, I uh, had to turn down a few tickets. So, um, you know, I had to let the uh, the plebs enjoy the, the last home game of the round. So I'm glad you enjoyed that one. But man, what a sobering weekend. It's funny how much you can actually achieve being sober. Now, not saying I recommend it, but while I'm going through this dry spell, Squid's back in the gym, he's playing golf and uh, even refound the modern day art of uh, meal prep. But honestly, lads, we all know it's for the greater good of the potty. We all know that we have to get these bodies, these rigs ready for the big grand final weekend coming up in a month's time. Let's fucking go. Oh, how fucking good. But how good is it to have 27 rounds of league? I mean, the only way to make it better is to have 18 teams and have 28 weeks of league with no buys. Fuck, even a few, maybe a few buys, but less buys. Now this season has been the closest on record and there are still five teams fighting for the last two spots in the playoffs. Oh fuck, put it back in then. Let her talk. Okay, so I've been borrowing Squid's Abacus and I now know what every team needs to do to win. So the Sharks win and they've got a home semi. Lose, they're still in unless they lose by six tries and both the Cowboys and Rabbits win by six tries. I hate you, LJ. <laughs> okay, now hear me out, hear me out. Now the Raiders, they win and they have a home semi. Lose, then they miss out if the Cowboys win and the Rabbits-Roosters game isn't a draw. Fuck you, loser, LJ. Now, this is where it gets really fun, <laughs> where the Avacus really started cooking with gas. Now the Rabbits, if they win, they are in. If they are lose, they are out, but could slightly make it in with a draw. Fuck, you're out of control, mate. You're fucking hell, LJ. <laughs> oh, I got two more, baby. Cowboys. Cowboys win, and they need some help with the Rabbitohs or South to lose. They lose, they're gone. Can someone fucking punch LJ in the head, please? <laughs> and now, and now for the most Cinderella story of them all. The Roosters win. They'll play finals footy if the Raiders and Cowboys lose. They lose, and of course they're gone. Can someone please tell LJ I'll never speak to him ever again? Oh, is there any more there, LJ? Also, if the West Tigers win by 100 points, the Dragons get the spoon. Now, that's a little extra favorite for you, a little bit of add-on. <laughs> but the Dragons also have to lose. Fucking hell. So pretty much there's only four teams playing for nothing this week. Is that what you're telling us? I mean, if I was the teams, I wouldn't rest any players this weekend. So much at stake. <laughs> How good for me, boys, is that the Warriors actually extend the winning streak to seven in a row? No, sorry, I take that back. It's actually a worried as for me this week. Now, yes, they have won seven in a row, but those last three weeks, they have been very questionable and had a little bit of luck go their way. So I'm just starting to give me a little bit of concern whether or not they're going to have enough in the tank coming up against these big teams. They're not going to get as many opportunities to score these points. And if you don't seal the deal when the opportunity comes, then it's just uh, it's going to be that much harder come finals time 
and we just don't have that experience to be able to be doing those things in finals. So I'm just uh, a little bit worried, as they say. What about you, Kosh? Oh, mate. Well, for me, how good is the karate kid? Kyle felt himself in that magnificent form, kicking Sean O'Sullivan square in the face. It was absolutely beautiful stuff. The aggression in his face, too. It looked like he just was like, kapow, kapow. And in all honesty, boys, I thought I saw Mr. Miyagi on the sidelines, eh? Yelling out profanities. Wax on, Kyle! Wax on! <laughs> but, uh... For me, that had to be the hell good of the season. It was beautiful. And the mark on Sean O'Sullivan's face, old SOS, someone had to call and help because he was looking like a fucking BSA. But uh, yeah, Kyle felt, mate, it's the one and only time I'll ever praise you, but fuck, it was beautiful. I just loved how much distance he covered as well. <laughs> he was a solid eight meters in the air and he was lining him up. I saw his leg move. He's like, where is he? Where is he? Oh, there's my bitch. Just bam, right in the kisser. Some people came out and said, well, why the fuck would he kick out his leg? But in all honesty, he didn't really kick out his leg. He just used it as protection from uh, players running in at him. And in this case, it happened to be SOS. I think people forget how Gumby a cunt he actually is. Yeah. Now I've seen him at the shopping mall just trying to grab some bananas from the top shelf and he kicked an old lady over. Then he was like, whoa, 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 I was just protecting my bananas and no penalty. To be fair, I'll give him one more piece of praise, and that was the fact that he reenacted the try that he scored to win the grand final for the Cowboys. He It was basically play for play out there on the sideline and put the ball down. I was quite surprised he could uh, do such a thing. So, yeah, a couple of two things. Two things how good about Kyle Fout, a player I usually think is pretty trash. Jesus, put your erection away, mate. Fucking hell. I know. I know, <laughs> mate. I know. <laughs> But speaking of erections, well, <laughs> let's head on over to Muppet of the Week, boys. NRL back three, Muppet of the Week. Oh, nothing gets me harder than Muppet of the Week, fellas. And this week, of course, had to go to Tyrell Sloan from the Dragons for the biggest oops and scoops play leading to that AFB try against the Warriors. Who knows what the fuck he was doing, but at full speed, it looked like he put the ball down, all legit. But when you saw that fucking replay, how stupid can a player be to try and pick it up and just absolutely miss the ball? It uh, was a head scratcher, but come on. It's the Dragons and it is Tyrell Sloan. I just love it how much, you know how they say players are full of rocks and diamonds? Fuck, he's got a lot of rocks in this game, <laughs> yeah, this guy. 100%. You saw him run back and they're trying to argue he placed the ball. But if you watch his feet, he's ready to step away. And instead of placing his hands, aiming down to put it down, he's put them up to pick up the ball and run and he just fucking left it behind and i would love it if he had run 100 meters and scored would he have been oh no no yeah i was picking up i was i wasn't placing it like just because he fucked up straight away so, oh no no i was trying to put it down <laughs> the best part about it is the dragons had three really controversial plays which to be honest were black and white duds by them but the fans were unhappy the media took them out of proportion and this was just the icing on the cake for how trash the fucking dragons have been so congratulations tyrell sloan this has been your week for muppet of the week now boys let's head on over to something a little more special nrl legend of the week oh i love a good legend of the week and joey tarpany i never thought you would have made it here but you are now one of my top five favorite players now, if you didn't see it in the final 20 seconds of the game, the Raiders kicked the ball for a last play miracle. Walsh caught the ball, then appeared to pull up with an injured leg, and Tarpany absolutely fucking smashed him. Now, normally tackling an injured player would be frowned upon. However, Walsh actually pulled a stunt like this earlier in the season where he pretended to be injured, then ran off and almost scored a try. 
So good on Tarpanay to make sure that it didn't happen again. And you know, if you're going to pretend to be injured, fucking smack them. Because I know Joey Manu's done it before as well. Fake calf, fake calf, stepped gone. So can't be too careful. Mate, this is exactly what I've been waiting for all season. Someone to just clean this little fucking cunt up. And Joey Tarpanay is officially my pick for player of the century. But the best thing about it is he actually ran from about third man in and just fucking gunned straight towards him, mate. Like, I would have done the exact same thing. And honestly, I've been waiting fucking two years for someone to do this because he's such a little fucking bitch. And Joey Tarpany, mate, my hat is off to ya. Well, he only beat Sam Thido by two places. He was coming in hot as well just to try and get fifth in, but fucking hell. Yeah. Tarpany did not miss, and I love it. Absolutely loved it. Fuck, I am absolutely all here for the say, lads. Like... One of the ones that I liked is when you sort of get the highest shot of the overview, where you see Tarpany come in from third man in, but he's actually steaming in the whole time. It's not like he saw Reese Walsh go down a little bit injured, a little or whatever. He's just like, I am fucking gunning for this cunt because he has killed it all game and he needs to be hit. And then the best part about it was when he fucking actually made that sweet, sweet shoulder connection. It actually sends Reese Walsh flying like a good couple of meters, and he just looks like a flying sack of shit go through the air it was hilarious i think that's the best part about the tackle he didn't smash him and fold him and the guy land he hit him and he drove him meters in the air and then landed on him and then gets up and then everyone wants to push i'm like no no that is a clean hit it's like the old nba thing eh? where like if you're beating a team by 20 points you're not allowed to slam dunk it in but fuck that man i've never been about that rule in the nba so why should this be a rule in the nrl just fuck cunts up regardless of the scoreline i mean it was only a nine-point lead. Tuffany could have smoked him, picked up the ball, ran and scored a penalty try, and lost by one. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that was the only thing that really fucked me off about that little incident. Is like everyone all starts getting up in arms about like, oh my god, that was a really good legal hit. It's like exactly you can't get upset about that. I mean, there's a there's a few players that the NRL rap in cotton wool. I mean. Kalen Ponga also got smoked in the weekend as a pretty legal hit. And they're like, oh, no, he's gone. He's gone. He's, he's like, nope, he's shouldered his shoulder. Open arms. Open arms, wrapped, everything proper. The ball just left his hands. And if you actually look at it, he smashes him and the ball actually goes forward because of the contact. It looks like he's passed it forward. And then they're like, that's going to be a sin. Then I'm like, no way. The question is, uh, Squid, you're close to the Raiders play, aren't you? How much did you pay the boys? How, how much did uh, Joey Tarpany get? Well, he's actually, this just goes to show how much of a good bastard he is again. He's like, you know, don't worry, mate, I'll do this one for free. Just chuck a few extra boxes on for Croker's farewell. <laughs> oh, good man, how good. <laughs> well, that could uh, that could almost see Squid as being Legend of the Week, but throwing it back to Joey Tarpany, mate, happy birthday, and you are this week's Legend of the Week. Now, boys, let's head on over to a section we don't really have much time for usually, but um, this one's a big one. So let's head on over to Cause for Concern. Cause for Concern. Cause for Concern. This week, boys, for Cause for Concern, we've got the Dragons fans. Should they be concerned that there is literally no improvement in the Dragons in the last two seasons and are looking to be wooden spoon contenders for the next and potentially losing their best player, Ben Hunt, in the offseason? Thoughts, fellas? Well, that's, good. that's a great point there, uh, Dra Dragons fans. You probably are in for a few shit years, and I, I strongly believe that too, mate. They're going to be uh, wooden spooners for sure. But I think they just need to get together over the offseason, have themselves a barbecue, and get back to what they're good at. And that, of course, is hide and seek. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Vaughn. <laughs> 
It's a Paul Vaughan joke, boys. Ah, there we go. How, how many times do we throw one of those in the podcast? It's been a while. Well, actually, according to the Sydney Herald, the Dragons are vying for the 18th team to start next season so they can continue to stay away from the wooden spoon. I mean, they're still going to finish 16th, but they'll beat two teams. <laughs> well, I think you're onto something there, mate, but I think they're actually vying for 18th place because they're just waiting for the NRL rookie draft to kick into place so they can actually get a good player. Because fucking no one's going there, mate. <laughs> We've said it in the question. There's like no improvement in that team next year. So maybe they're just um, they're looking at the AFL, looking for a, a way that the NRL can implement these rookie of the year things that everyone keeps talking about. Well, I actually think they've put their money in the right box, which is the NRLW. So the NRLW Dragons... They're a good team. Now, while we wait for the latest NRL team, let's have the winner of the NRLW team upgrade to the NRL and be the 18th team for next year. Fucking sorted. Then we could have the Dragons 16th, 17th, and then the Tigers. Fucking done. I think the most hilarious thing about the Dragons not having any room for improvement is we all saw that article a couple of weeks ago about who were the top aspiring prospects for off-player markets and i'm pretty sure four out of the top five were dragons players anyway so all they're going to have to do is choose from their own player pool so they're not they literally cannot get any better they can only get worse by losing ben hunt and i mean i actually don't mind that because fuck the dragons they've just been a blight on the nrl for the last few years and they can just uh maybe they need to take a year off to think about what they've done I think it'd actually be quite interesting if we split this club up. So next year, the Illawarra Steelers play, and then the following year, the St. George Dragons. Now, they'll both have a year each, and then loser loses there from the from the name. The only issue with that is that the um, the winning NRLW team is going to have two teams to constantly beat. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I think uh, the Dragons are fucked for sure, and uh, I think, yes, the uh, the fans should be concerned. But one thing that is a massive concern for me is uh, our next segment, boys. So let's head on over to Super Coach Corner. Ooh, last one of the season, fellas. Super Coach, Super Coach, he's Super Second. Because he's a Super Coach, Super Coach. He's Super Coach, Well, a massive congratulations has to go out to our 2023 winner of the NRL Back 3 Super Coach, and that, of course, is Russo, a.k.a. Ewan's Battlers. He beat Coach's back half by a scoreline of 13.57 to 12.19. So a massive round of applause for him, fellas. But boys, I uh, I ran out of trades, so I didn't want to mention it last week because I thought that I might keep that under wraps and uh, try and get the upper hand in case um, I heard that he only had one trade. But I was out of trades and uh, I really fucked up with Garrick keeping in there, breaking his back, and I just uh, had a team full of fucking limpers. So yeah, not the best uh, result, not the best week for me, but a massive congratulations to Russo. He came from the bottom. I remember earlier on the season, he actually said, oh, fuck it, I'm just playing these guys who are just beating me. And he was whinging and moaning, but then literally around uh, State of Origin time, he just fucking clipped into form. So well done, mate. Great team. And I'm still impressed by those fucking reserves you had, eh? Those non-scoring players who are all getting 40 <laughs> each. What the fuck, mate? Fucking dominated. I remember um, that as well, Coach, because I've wrote it down in my diary and then I, I laughed about it later. <laughs> And that's the other thing is he's coming with, you know, a, a rookie mentality. You know, he had nothing to fall back on with the last couple of seasons of uh, Super Coach. And um, yeah, he was able to, good depth, like you say, Coach, really great depth that he could choose from. I mean, speaking of people with great uh, plans, 
we actually had Dallin take up the top of the loser cup. So congratulations to the five-year plan who uh, got 14.38, which probably was his biggest score of the season, and he saved it for the loser bowl. So, I mean, is this year four, year five of the plan? Because wrong championship, champ. I'm pretty sure this is uh, three or five, so technically he's... um... He's a bit at 60%, so it's probably where he wants to be, you know. He'd consider this season a victory with uh, the five-year plan, and um, yeah, Dylan is the biggest loser. He's, he's technically king of the ninth watch, isn't he? <laughs> Super coach. You know what, though? Dylan might be a loser, and boy is he. But his favourite section is TAB time, so let's head on over there now. TAB, Oh boys, it is TAB time. It is the last round of the regular season. The minor premiership is on the line. And we start off on Thursday, Thursday with the Broncos versus the Storm. Now, shit, the top four teams this week have decided to rest a ton of players. So you don't really know which way this will go. But I am thinking, I think the Broncos want that minor premiership. Even though they've rested some players, I think they want it. And... Yeah, I think Broncos have it in Brisbane. What about yourself, Coach? Yeah, mate, this is actually going to be a tough one. I really want the Storm to get up, but it's going to be fucking hard to predict. The amount of young players playing in this uh, game, its it's got me scratching my head for sure. Um, I'm going to go for the Storm just on the fact that Pappy's back. The halves in both sides kind of concern me a little bit, but I think uh, Pappy's going to get them home, so lock me in the Storm. Yeah, I think I'm going to jump on board with Coach for this one. I mean, good to have Pappy back. You know, he got about... 20 odd minutes on the weekend and um, you know he was hungry he was looking for the ball and and I think on a side TAB if I could just throw the book at him eh? you know tries left left, right and centre goal kicks points just whatever I can I reckon Pappy's going to be making some money so that's just a little uh, little tidbit but yeah for this don't injure the cunt squid he just got back from injury mate stop fucking throwing books yeah what a what oh, a dickhead cruel I mean the motherfucker's got to learn to read somehow you know <laughs> <laughs> I mean like what's the ex- how's he expected to, to go through life in a paper housing so I mean come on <laughs> and our first game for Flaccid Friday is an absolute bum dribble child we are talking the Manly Sea Eagles versus the Western Voldemorts these are two teams that nobody would absolutely give two shits about. They join the uh, Dragons there with the most hated teams in Sydney. And um, really, I just want the West Tigers to win just for a laugh. I'd have to agree. I'd love to see the Tigers win. And I always felt like they had one more in them. So, you know, why not this week? They're not resting any of their players. Any of their stars. <laughs> oh, they're not resting their stars. Oh. So, you know, Tigers, they're full strength, some would say. Funny you say that because they're probably missing two of their best players, John Bateman and Stefano Yukuladman and Manamanu. Oh, not um, Luke Brooks? Nah, not Luke Brooks, no. <laughs> Fucking, he's off uh, polishing his barbecue, mate. <laughs> but uh, I'm actually going to go the Manly Seagulls for this one. I think they're probably going to get over on the uh, the Tigers, even though it would be a bit of a good constellation for the Tigers to win. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the last time we will mention the West Tigers for the rest of the year. So that is a, that's a win in itself. Hold up, hold up. They might have the celebratory handing over of the wooden spoon next week. <laughs> and that brings us to our second game on Flaccid Friday, and it's actually the battle for the Book of Feuds, the Rabbits versus the Broncos, also known as Battle for the Ninth Watch. I don't think they're going to do it, but I'm actually going to pick the Rabbitos for this one. The Roosters will be missing a number of key players, and I just think the Rabbitos have to come home strong. Um, honestly, though, I think they're going to drop out of the eight, but this is obviously going to keep them in, so I hope they win. I'm going to lock them in. This game is one of the exciting games of the weekend because there's a lot riding on this. 
this is one of those games this weekend where the result will just determine what needs to happen for the remainder of the weekend. I'm more of a Rabbitohs fan, but for some reason I'm just leaning towards the Roosters. They've actually won a few in a row, looking a lot better. They get uh, they got Joey Manu coming back from injury this weekend. I believe Teddy might be playing as well. Uh, that could just be an inside word or just something that I dreamt. I'm not too sure. But I think if the Roosters win, it's just going to send the rest of those teams up in arms about what the fuck do we need to do on the field this week to, to get that victory. And uh, it's also just a bit of a salute to our, our grand final winner from last year, uh, Vince. So he's a big Roosters fan. So he can have he can have the last laugh this season. Oh, last laugh, you say? Well, 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 Vince. Oh, old mate, Vince. You lovely bastard, you. Now, this is going to be a surprise because I threw out all those scenarios earlier. I believe it is going to be a draw, which will really fuck with the scenarios, but good thing I covered them earlier in Ladder Talk, wasn't it, Gosh? Huh? Huh? But that also does fuck everything up. So, producer Trob, if you had a voice, but you don't, who would you pick? <laughs> For those listeners who can't hear his voice, he said, I think Teddy's too strong, long pause, the Roosters. All right, so Roosters have it. I guess we're locking in the Roosters. Roosters. Good way to lose our money. But anyway, we head on over to Superb Saturday, and we start off with the Dolphins versus the Baby Wahines, or the Baby Warriors, because they have rested a ton of players as well. Old Volkman will be taking number seven. Um, I see Tamari Martin's back at six. Taupiki's back at one. Even Ed Cossey's getting a game. Ooh. But surely, surely, this is what we got to do. you got to put away these rubbish teams. So I'm lucky in the wires. I think they're just going to keep rolling and have their players back and rested. And that round one is going to be a fucking blockbuster next week. Yeah, I think this is going to be a solid test of our depth and showcase the talent that we have in the uh, in the, the second side. So lock me in the Warriors as well. I think um, some of those young names, they're actually really fucking good players. So it'd be good to get them a little bit of game time for next year, especially considering we're only missing like two players from our current lineup. So next year, it's going to be fucking phenomenal, man. Like you got RTS, you've got Chit coming back. And of course, I'm back for another four seasons as well. Boys, let's go. I mean, my cause for concern is Dylan Walker's captain. Oh, good point. <laughs> I'm just not sure how I feel about that one. Can you captain from the bench? Because, oh, wait, Jared Croker did it in the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> nah, up the wires, boys. I mean, there's, like Coach said, there's still a strong team. Um, a couple of those players have already, you know, taken the field this year and they've actually put in some good performances. You know, Volkman, Telpaki, Kossi, they've all done some good things. But, the one thing that gets me excited about this is it's going to be an 80-minute performance from Josh Curran. You know, just what he needs to be fighting for that starting spot come uh, finals. And um, Mitchell Barnett, who's been a bit of an enforcer alongside Adam Fanua Blake, comes back from either injury or suspension or probably suspension. Um, you know, so it's good for him to get some minutes out there because watching him live uh, at, at the game, he actually does quite a lot off ball. So I think this is just one of those sort of unsung heroes um, for the Warriors this year. And he's just doing his job, going under the radar. So I think this would be great for him to get some aggression minutes in there. Now, this brings us to our second game on Superb Saturday. We have the Panthers versus the Cowboys. Now, the Panthers have rested a few players this week, even though they still have the minor premiership on the line. Now, I'm just wondering if that's because they actually really dislike the Cowboys because... There's no reason why they couldn't just give the Cowboys an easy win, rest some players, get that top two in, and the Cowboys could just make the eight. But no, that's not how the NRL works. And uh, with Cleary and the team, 
a uh, lot of strong players. I just think that the Panthers are going to be too much and uh, the Cowboys might find them missing out. They're my pick for the ninth watch. Oh, for me, I don't know. Like, I don't want to do a squid thing and play. Who would I like to versus the Sharks? Who would I like to be in that eighth position? But I just think the Panthers are probably going to put on a clinic. And I'd love it to be a draw, second draw of the round. But I think it's going to be Panthers. What about you, Kosh? Yeah, after their disappointing loss last week, they're getting a couple of players back. And I think uh, locking the Panthers for me as well. Should be a relatively good game, though. Really excited. Cowboys have started looking all right, but I think they won't be good enough this weekend. And our final game on Superb Saturday is the Dragons versus the Knights. And on paper, boys, the Knights are probably one of the worst-looking teams. But I honestly don't know where the fuck this run has come from, eh? But, uh, of course, the Knights are going to win this one. But I was having a look over the last week, basically, and just looking at them on paper. And they shouldn't be going as good as they are. But uh, it doesn't make sense. But, hey, I reckon it's that rookie sensation, Phoenix Crossland, who's been uh, putting them into form. And he actually makes his debut again this weekend. Yeah, I just feel like the Knights are going to put the sword to the Dragons and have themselves a Dragons barbecue, to be honest. Uh, eight in a row, form team of the competition, some would say, and I'm pretty sure uh, the winger with the dreads, Dominic, is uh, leading try scorer this season. So he's having an absolute blinder. But yeah, Knights for me, two on the board. Kalen Ponga, doesn't matter. Uh, and they're going to be looking to hit this final strong. LJ. Let's go, Dragons. Come on, Dragons. <laughs> Do one thing right this year. One thing right. Surely. So I'm going to lock in the Dragons. Um, we lost lost to the Knights anyway, so the Knights had won this round, but I was hoping for the Dragons. But that does take us over to Sad Handjob Sunday. And fuck, it is a sad start to Sad Handjob Sunday because it is the Titans. It is the Bulldogs. They're playing each other. All 12 of the fans will be there. And I feel like the Bulldogs got to win one, but not this one. It is the <laughs> Titans. So whatever, who you got, Coach? Yeah, lock me in Titans as well, man. And again, I watched the game on the weekend. This is two weekends on a row where Kick-Ons has just had the most horrible fucking defense. I've been waiting for this uh, matchup to talk about it, but I swear he wasn't that shit at defending in the Panthers team, right? Like this season, he has been, he's led in so many fucking tries. He stopped a good one on the weekend, but fuck, he looks horrible in defense. Was he always that shit? He used to have Nathan and Clary inside him tackling. Yeah, but I remember <laughs> I remember him wrapping up players like saving tries, like right on the try line and wrapping them up and holding up players in the try zone. So yeah, I don't know. There's something weird going on. He's just fucking horrible. I, I heard he's not in love with League and then he might go take a boxing career up next year. <laughs> I think LJ might be right there. I'm pretty sure that's how uh, Nathan Cleary got his start in the NRL. He was put on there to protect uh, Viliami Kikau. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. But um, yeah, you can lock the Titans in. This is a clean sweep for the Titans. LJ's uh, third favourite team of the year. And um, yeah, I can see them finishing strong and uh, parting it up in the Gold Coast. Now, this is our last game. Sad hand job Sunday. Last game of the regular round of the season before we uh, Viliami kick-ons to the finals. And we have LJ's Sharks versus Ricky's Raiders. Now, this game could actually be repeated next week if all goes well. And I'm, that's what I'm going for. So that's really the results that I want to see. I know that the Raiders are, can be a bit of a thorn in LJ's side. Um, but, mate, I'm going for your Sharks this week. Uh, Nico Hines back. And I feel like he needs to get a good 80 minutes under his belt if the uh, Sharks probably want to go through to week three of the NRL final series. Ooh. 
week three. I just fucking like them to make it into the next round. But uh, yeah, it's tough. I've been saying that Nico Hines hasn't been controlling the game for the Sharks over the last few weeks. And Trindle and Braley have really done it. But Hines has always been there contributing. And without Hines, Moylan just did nothing in the weekend. Like Nakora really stuffed up that try when it should have been 12-6. Instead from that, they just lost it. No Nico, no win. So hopefully Nico's back. It's Wade's last home game, regular season at the Shire. Hope the boys put it on for the fans and Sharks win and they're back there next week. It's on Father's Day. So for fuck's sake, Sharks, that's all I want. Well, boys, this has already been decided, but I reckon the Raiders have got them. If they meet again in the finals, maybe it'll be a different result. But uh, I think the Raiders, they just always seem to have the Sharks number. So uh, lock me in this Raiders. <laughs> they call me Honest Abe. Oh, honest day. But if you want to be honest like this, fuck it. Fuck being honest. Let's be rich. Let's lock these eight in. So you got to start with the Storm, then the Tigers, the Roosters, the Wars, the Panthers, the Knights, the Titans. And that Sunday special for uh, Father's Day with the Sharks winning it all. And that's another Father's Day gift. The Eels are on a buy, so we don't have to watch them this week. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> fuck, they are shit, eh? Like, they have to be the biggest disappointment of the season go from a grand final to whatever they've been fucking serving up this season. If I'm an Eels fan, I'm ripping up my fucking toll card because I'm not paying those tolls to go watch them live. <laughs> Righto, boys. Finishing off the last regular podcast of the season, we had a letter get slid under the office this week. Uh, and before you guys turned up, I had a little read. And it was a bit of a gem, so I thought, uh, you know, I'll surprise the boys with this one. And this is a story from um, a Mrs. Equality. And her question is, Thoughts on women ref making history this weekend by being the standalone refs in the middle of the field. What What do you mean? So, so what happened was we gave women the right to vote, <laughs> and now <laughs> they're refing NRL games. Women are refing NRL games, like the proper, not the NRLW, right? You're talking about the NRLW. <laughs> no, 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 like actual NRL games this weekend. What? Who? Who the fuck allowed this? That's a fucking disgrace. What? Who do I have to email from the NRL back three at gmail.com to make a complaint about this? Because this is ridiculous. There needs to be an investigation into this. This is this is a disgrace. Hold, hold up. Now, what, what games are they referring? Because I don't want to get Nico Hines pulled up for something he said to his missus six weeks ago. This is actually the hilarious part. So if you have a quick look at the games this weekend, the only two that don't have any impact is the Seagulls versus Tigers, so that's one of them. And the second one is the Titans versus the Bulldogs. So it actually has no impact to the NRL. I mean, all 20 fans at the games are going to be disappointed. Well, fuck. <laughs> fuck, I wish I had this information before TAB time, eh? I'm going to have to fucking revoke my eight, my, my multi. I'm going to change it all up. Fucking hell, this is, a, this, is, this is insanity. This is insanity, boys! You know, I've had enough of you guys back chatting. I'm just going to call the game off. And you know why. And you have to think about it. And they're going to bring it up next year. It's like, I remember what you did last year. Don't think I've forgotten. <laughs> Victor, you're off. Oh, fuck. Actually, sorry. Hold on, lads. They've actually um, they've sent it to the wrong address. This is for the NRLW back three. Oh. <laughs> sorry, lads. Oh, shit. It probably wasn't our question to answer. But uh, anyway, boys, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we have got the final round of the standard season in the NRL. What an exciting time. What a season it has been. We'll be back here next week to reflect on all of the games throughout the season as we head into finals time. But 
Ladies and gentlemen, listeners out there, thank you so much. And we'll see you here next week live on the NRL Back 3 podcast. I'm still actually a bit pissed off about the vote. <laughs> now, like, who gave them that? Because who, who the fuck's Kate Shepard? <laughs>